Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with David about being able to envision the person he wants to become and how to get there. Take hold of your future now so that when you get there, you'll like who you became. Hey, David, it's Grandpa. The question, who do you want to be when you grow up, took a sudden and dramatic turn in the lives of two young girls I heard about. Years ago, my friend Jimmy lived for a while with an old man who had been a carpenter. In an unfortunate accident, the carpenter lost his thumb in a battle with a skill saw. It might have been a table saw. When Jimmy knew him, he was an old man, white and grizzled with some of his front teeth missing. Well, Jimmy had a friend who had a sweet young sister. Let's call her Katie. That's not a real name. Katie had a habit of sucking her thumb, as many young'uns do. Jimmy's friend tried everything he knew to get his sister to break that mouth-deforming habit. He was unsuccessful. One day, Jimmy's friend's little sister came with her brother to visit Jimmy at the old carpenter's house. She saw the old carpenter, took a look at his grizzled face and white hair, the gaps in his teeth, and that missing thumb. He grinned at her. She stuck her thumb in her mouth for comfort. With a smile, he said to her, I used to be a pretty little girl like you once, but then I started sucking my thumb and look at me now. Rumor has it that that young girl never sucked her thumb again. He was not the person she wanted to be when she grew up. I said two young girls, didn't I? The parents of this second girl tried everything they knew to break her from that ingrained thumb-sucking habit. They tried applying a hot, spicy paint to her thumb so that she would quickly spit it out from her mouth. Didn't work. Her dad would hear her sucking her thumb in the middle of the night, get up out of bed, go into her bedroom, and pull it out of her mouth. It never worked. And there were many other attempts, including threats and bribes, all of which never worked. One day, she was with her mother, who was visiting in a nursing home. The little girl had her thumb in her mouth for comfort. During the visit, her mother encountered an old, shriveled, gray-haired lady who was sucking her thumb, too. The mother looked at the old lady, then looked at her daughter and said, That's what happens when you suck your thumb. The little girl pulled it out of her mouth so fast that it would make your head spin stuck her hand behind her back, and never sucked her thumb again. That shriveled old lady was not what she wanted to grow up to be, either. To the best of my knowledge, both of those stories are true. My friend wouldn't lie to me, and that other little girl's mother wouldn't lie to me either. So, what's that got to do with our topic today? The question is, what do you want to grow up to be? Those two young girls had a clear vision of what they didn't want to look like, 
and took immediate steps to get away from there. That's my point. I want you to be able to see the man you want to be or become, or, for my lady listeners, the woman. Envision what you want to be as you grow old and take the steps now that will lead you there. In their best-selling book, Repacking Your Bags, Richard Leader and David Shapiro defined the good life as, quote, living in the place you belong with the people you love, doing the right work on purpose, end quote. I'm taking a bit different path than those two fine authors took. When I ask you, what do you want to be when you're old, I'm not asking about your bank account or your material possessions or your career or where you live. I want you to focus on the person you want to be when you get old, like me, the person you want to be. I know you've seen contrast in people. Focus on the personalities of older people you've met or heard about. How do you think they came to be like they are? I mean, you've encountered men and women who are personable, generous, kind, just all around pleasant to be around. You've probably also met people you'd rather avoid. Maybe they were harsh, self-centered, disgustingly vulgar, or in some other way unpleasant. Two radically divergent outcomes of life lead to the question, how did they get there? Remember the old grizzled one-thumbed carpenter or the shriveled-up old lady still sucking her thumb? That's the physical counterpart to the crotchety old lady or the disgustingly vulgar old man. One look at them makes you want to plan right now to be something different, doesn't it? David, at this point, it's important to remember some thoughts about our recent podcast. In November, we talked about the power of mental imaging. What you focus on has a magnetic-like pull that will draw you in. So, it's critically important that you focus on the right thing about who you're going to be when you get old. I tell you right now, if you visualize the character you want to avoid becoming like and start saying, I don't want to be like that, you set a target your subconscious will inexorably draw you toward. You'll become the very thing you're trying to avoid. Instead, you must choose a target of who you want to become and let your heart and mind go to work walking down that path together. That's kind of flowery language to say that if you set a target that your heart embraces, you will get there by the choices you make throughout life, choices guided by whatever target you set. Here's some grandpa advice. Think about older people whom you admire. Why do you admire them? What qualities of their character and being attract your attention? Question them with those qualities in view. Then practice hero worship. Yeah, that's a ticket. The more you admire stellar qualities, the more you will be drawn to reproduce them in your own life. So, hero worship it is. You should book some time with those people you admire and dialogue with them. Ask them how they became the person you admire. One thing I know is true, David. People aren't born already being the people they turn out to be. We all face challenges. I call these difficulties the sandpaper of life. 
They buff and polish us according to our response to them. As you interview your heroes, ask them, how did you respond to the challenges or setbacks or disappointments? Get insights into how you can make choices that will take you to the destination you envision. Read. Many fascinating people end up in the pages of other authors' writings. They land there on purpose. They made an impact which those authors shared in print. By reading, you can visualize that impact. That's the amazing superpower of reading. I love reading the Bible, as you might suppose. It's filled with heroic men and women. A few of my favorites are Joseph, Jonathan, Deborah, and Daniel. I also admire Peter, as well as Timothy, who was Paul's apprentice. Obviously, I hold Paul in high esteem. Each hero faced and overcame challenges. It's life's challenges that bring out the best in us, don't you agree? Reading closely and seeing how those women and men responded to the challenges is beyond uplifting. It's beyond motivating. It's vision-setting. In them, I see unyielding faith that trusts in the face of deep challenge. I see commitment to follow through uh, no matter the difficulty. I see hopeful expectation instead of gloomy desperation. And in each of them, I see great character undergirded by love. My heroes, taken together, display all these qualities. So I say, there is tremendous power in reading the Bible and seeing those heroes in action. They will mold you into the kind of person you want to be at the end of your life. Be reading your Bible. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't read it regularly. I still have both of my thumbs. But the fact is, if I ended up like that old carpenter, grizzled, gray, and thumbless, I'd be okay. If I attained to the character that my Bible heroes showed me, if I closed out my life broke, I'd be okay. If I were a man of hope and love and generosity and any of those character qualities that my heroes displayed, if I become the kind of man that people want to be around because of who I am, and not because of what I have, I'll die happy. My single message to you today, David, is this. Envision who you want to be in your maturity, and especially as an old man, and set that as your course now so you can eventually get there. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you've got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. Next week, I talk with David about achieving goals by getting and staying motivated. Kind of like a do-it-yourself podcast for success. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until, Until next, next Monday, Monday, have a joy-filled, joy-filled week. week.